0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member Content. If you like the shows, leave a five-star review and a rating. It helps other people find the shows, and they might like them too. We've still got all of your series-by-series updates. Yes, even when they're bad, plus the bleacher banter that you love. I'm Sarah Sanchez. I write about the NL Central at the quarter mark, and God, it's gotten bleak for the Chicago Cubs in the last couple of series for Bleed Cubby Blue. And as always, I am joined by the one and only Danny Rackett. How is it going, Danny?
1: Womp, womp. (laughs) That's pretty much, listen, you called this episode womp, womp, and I was like, yeah, we just pretty much have to start with that. Womp, (laughs) womp. We got swept. That stunk. Worst loss of the year. Oh,
0: Yes, by far. I actually, um, I was super bummed about this because it's the 200th episode of the show. There, there have been 200 episodes of Cup of Cubby Blue. I really wanted to celebrate that today. And there's just like nothing to celebrate in this Astros series. I mean, I don't know. Morel's been really good. saya has been really good. We can talk about both of those dudes. And also it super sucks that Morel and saya are playing out of their minds and the Cubs bullpen is just I want to say words that we don't usually say on this end the show. It is a dumpster fire.
1: (laughs) Well, it's like one of those. If it's not one thing, it's another ideas, you know. And so it's when the. it it, sometimes it's Ross making a dumb decision. You're like, what's with this lineup? Why did you bat that guy there? Why are you bunting with two strikes? Like, or some dumb thing that he called for. Sometimes it's that the uh, offense doesn't support great starts by Marcus Stroman and they'll score one run and just have and lose two to one or something like that. And then lately, and then all year long, it's been the bullpen, right? So it's, this is not a new thing. We do not have a good bullpen. What everybody trusted was that what was gonna happen the last was what was gonna happen this year was is what did happen the last few years, which is they've been able to go to the scrap heap and find these arms that could use reclamation and the pitch lab and how did he got to them and then they flipped them your David Robertsons, your Chaffins, you know your uh, all, all the that's over so whatever. <laughs> whatever we did we're not doing it anymore because your fullmers and your box burgers and it's just not working out well i want to talk about the
0: bullpen thing for one second cuz i have an idea here i have no way to prove it uh, i think that we would need somebody from the cubs front office or the pitching ops side to talk about this in order to get in any information here and I, I don't have contacts there to ask these questions to but my hunch is that what happened with the cubs bullpen it, and their bullpen development is that their process for identifying guys who were going to pitch out of their mind the next year or guys who were undervalued did not have any component in it for the pitch clock. And the pitch clock has impacted some guys way more than others. And, whatever proxy they used to try to figure out if like Boxberger or Fulmer were going to be one of those guys was wrong. Um, And it's not just the Cubs on this, right? Like the pitch clock is a variable that's weird for lots of guys. I mean, I've heard speculation that it might be one of the reasons that Alec Manoa has struggled this year, that it might be. I mean, we saw with the Cardinals and Red Sox series over the weekend, Wilson Contreras was just straight gaming the pitch clock in order to disrupt Kenley Jansen's process, right? Like he would, he would basically get half in the box and half out of the box. So he'd have a one foot out of the box. And he would wait until there were 10 seconds left on the clock to be alert and ready. So he'd wait until the very last minute, which shifted the whole timing advantage to Wilson and away from Kenley Jansen. And it meant that Jansen couldn't get his normal wind up in it threw off his timing and Jansen got rocked by the Cardinals and blew two saves. And I think that there's elements of this happening throughout the game. I don't think it's just the Cubs, but I do think that whatever they were doing before in the pitch lab with developing arms, how they've been doing things, how they've been going out and identifying like those Chaffins, those Taparas, those dudes who were going to just shove in the bullpen did not adequately account for that rule change.
1: I mean, that is the only difference, except for the fact that it's completely different pitchers, too. I mean, it's just like, for you to spray, spin straw to gold a bunch of bunch of years in a row, as humans, I think we look for patterns in that. And I think we all just thought like, oh, they're good at this. They might have just gotten lucky a few years. <laughs> and, and, because the, before that, they paid for it. They actually paid relievers, you know. You, I remember back in the day when Cub fans used to say stuff like this. Well, no, they could just get rid of him. They're only paying him five million. Oh, it's only three million. They'll just get rid of him. Like now, they're like they're they have trouble getting rid of guys making a million because like, well, we already paid him a million. Um, yeah, I don't know what they're gonna do to fix the bullpen, but it's got to get fixed. They lead the league in losses, five and thirteen nice. on the on the bullpen. That's a lot of decisions as it is. Um, uh, well, maybe not. I don't. I don't know. But their team ERA as a bullpen is the sixth worst in baseball. Um, it's it's worse than the Washington Nationals.
0: Well, that's great.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, exactly. It's it's terrible. Now it could be much worse. I mean, the A's are two runs higher. The White Sox are over a run higher. So it could be worse. But yeah, well, the White Sox lost. one of the best relievers in baseball for
0: two months of the season and the Cubs did not, I mean, there's a lot of stuff going wrong on the South side that we don't need to jump into right here. But I just, I mean, I'm looking at some of these numbers. It's honestly just pretty uninspired, but the thing that is killing me a little bit about the Cubs bullpen is I don't even know who they should go to in key situations right now. The only guy that I really trust back there is Alzali. And he can't throw all of the innings, right? Like, now he could probably throw two or maybe three, but then you're using Alzali every third or fourth day. You know what I mean? You're not using him all the time if he's throwing three-inning relief stints. And then, I don't know, man. Like, Mark Leiters looked okay, but he gave it up yesterday. I does not appear that they have any faith in Jeremiah Estrada to be in games at all, which I, I mean, please just let us see what he can do. Like it, it can't be worse than Michael Rucker. Yeah. It can't possibly be worse than what Keegan Thompson did yesterday. I mean, that was, I, Thompson was yanking the ball all over the place. He did not have it. It was immediately clear. He did not have it. And man, you give up a five run lead. I just, Danny yesterday was painful.
1: It was really painful. And especially because you really needed that win after losing so many games in a row. um, You got your butt kicked. You got absolutely smoked by the Twins. Now you could get to the Astros and you actually play a pretty tight game for the first game. Like that, what another game blown by the bullpen. I mean, they weren't winning, but it was tied and they had climbed back into a game that they were losing for Zip. And then Morell hits the three-run homer. And then Fulmer's the one that's just like, actually, no. All your hope is gone. See you later, Cup fans. Um, and he's done that numerous times this year. Uh, he's not been trustworthy. Then you have a situation like yesterday where you finally do use your guys that you think are going to work out because lighter has been great against left. He's got the reverse split thing going on. The Keegan thing confuses me. Because that's a safe situation. And I understand you don't have a closer. Maybe it's just his turn up because there isn't a closer. Like there's some like weird college of coaches or bullpen of relievers out there kind of thing that's going on. Some rotation, Um, which there always is in a way, you know, just because you can't pitch a guy every day. So you got to use all your arms. But yeah, the Estrada thing, I don't get it. I mean, at least we don't know if he's bad yet because they don't play him. I, it can't be worse like
0: <laughs> everything is bad like give him give the kid a shot like i i don't know what he did to david ross to never get a shot in games that matter at all but like please just let us see what's going on here i cubs morale is so low at the moment and last night you saw it happening as they were giving up runs in the eighth i just knew i was like they are going to lose this game they're going to lose this game i stopped tweeting i stopped replying to game thread stuff i was like i'm i'm out i do not want to be part of the- it. i couldn't even Danny, I couldn't even rant. Like I couldn't even kvetch. I could not even like complain on Twitter. It broke me so much. And it is not just me. Like there's a. This is just a small sampling of what I saw on Cubs Twitter last night. These are all tweets that were going out right about the same time. So the the director of morale, Dom, uh, on Twitter, losing 18 of 26 with a team that is supposed to compete for the playoffs after a rebuild is how people get fired. I'm talking everyone in charge. This is a joke. Six-year since a playoff win, and we're losing 18 of 26. Good teams figure it out. Bad teams do what we are doing. Let's go. Uh, Brad Robinson, I hope you all find something in life that you love as much as the Cubs love neglecting the back end of the bullpen. Obvious shirts. Keegan will save, save us. I like this. Quote tweet. Wow, I suck. Like (laughs) nobody, nobody on Cubs Twitter was having a good time at the end of this game. And I just have to, I don't actually think that firing David Ross and Jed Hoyer would fix this team in the short term. But I do think that those dudes own a lot of these losses. Like why was Christopher Morel in AAA for 29 games? The dude is raking. He is still raking. He's hitting breaking pitches all of a sudden. He's doing most of his damage off breaking pitches at the moment. He's got five home runs in like seven games or whatever it is that he's been back. He is absolutely crushing the baseball. What was he doing in AAA? Like what could possibly have been the rationale?
1: Well, I mean, I think we kind of saw it with that play in the first inning that led to those first four Astro runs where he pretty much misplayed a ball in left field. Well, Ian Hap sat on the bench. Now that's what confuses me because you have the D H in the NL. And if there's ever been a hitter that you could designate to be the hitter that maybe doesn't have a position, it is Christopher Morrell. Like it, you know, that's like an old school D H the, the slugger who that's all he does. Now the guy plays all over the field. So I'm not going to come at him for not being good at defense, because he's never allowed to be in one position long enough to learn it. right? <laughs> so, I mean, I think he's, he's been decent at second base, but not perfect. Like there was one ball. He, I know he misplayed. He's probably could play shortstop, but that's not happening. He played shortstop last year. He was good. He could play third base, got a hell of an arm, but you know, once again, he's just not great. Last night, he, he botched a ball in center field. So maybe outfield isn't for him or, Maybe that's why he was down. Maybe I to work on the 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 defense, but I don't think that's true. I'm just <laughs> saying that's why. But like, make him take reps. Just let him be DH and just make him take reps and let Ian have teach him. Let's say a Suzuki teach him. You know, like it. It doesn't make sense to me, like why he was down. It doesn't make sense to me wh- why they don't have a closer, like. Every even last year, like David Robertson was an established closer that they broke with. And he was in the closer role like they used some other guys, but he did all those. And then they sold them to another team as a closer. You don't have that this year. You could sell Chafin that one year as a closer because he and he wasn't the closer, but he was a closer. And you sold him as a closer and you made some money off of him or you made some trades with him. But now. They, I, nobody's working out. Keegan's being misused. That was wrong. He's not a closer. Maybe when Hoyer comes, Cody Hoyer, that could that could maybe shore things up. Maybe that's what they're waiting for. That's why they're not making any moves. Um, Still need Nathan guy. Maybe you could slot Boxberger when he comes back. I don't know. It's Alzelay is that guy. I mean, it's tough to say because they – we all thought that they were just going to be able to do what they did in the other years. And they just did not, they weren't able to this year. It's it's not apparent so far. Um, what do you think they'll do? Like, will they try to fix it? Or are they just going to be like, well, you know, April was a fluke. This is really more who we are.
0: Dude. I, I mean, that's a great question. And let's talk about this for a second. So the April was a fluke thing. I've been thinking about this a lot today. First of all, April was a 500 month. So, like, if you're yeah. if the best that you've got, if the days we want to harken back to the the wonderful days of yore that were so great is April, that is a 500 ball club. Which I just like to remind people, most of the projection system saw this team as a the upside is a 500 ball club, and it, it appears to be true. Like, I'm not trying to be a downer. I'm not trying to be a I hate the Cubs. This I'm not. Like, I do want Jed Hoyer to go, but that's not because of April. It's because of, you know, the last four years. Uh, If April is the best you can do with Nico hitting on all cylinders and Wisdom hitting on all cylinders and whatever grittiness you got from Eric Hosmer being in the lineup for hashtag reasons, this is a 500 ball club. That's it. That is what it is. Um, It's the best case scenario. May has been a train wreck.
1: <laughs> it really, no, it's been bad. I mean, they, they haven't, what do they have, two wins? In I, May?
0: I, I, I don't know. I have not gone back and looked, but you might be right about that. I oh, will say what, that two. stretch from the Twins, where the Twins just absolutely demolished Cubs pitching, starting pitching, bullpen pitching, all of the pitching, is one of the worst offensive performances for the Chicago Cubs all-time, or not off, one of the worst, like, giving up the most runs performances for the Cubs. All-time. Do you know how hard it is to get on, like, the Cubs all-time list when your franchise has been around since 1886?
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, Speaking of all-time lists, I do have to mention Seiya Suzuki. I know you're going to bring him up as a hot hitter later, but the he hit three home runs in a row in three consecutive at-bats over two Hitting games. Up which is never been done by a Japanese player before. Michael Cotton said it today on Cubs pod. So I have to give credit for them. And I'm sure somebody said it to him, but that's pretty cool. I, you I'm mean looking... never
0: been done by a Japanese player in MLB before?
1: In MLB. Yeah. I'm sure player, somebody yeah. in
0: Japan has done this.
1: <laughs> never. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, the month started with losing three or four to DC. They did manage to beat Miami two a three on Cinco de Mayo and the next day. But then you lose two or three to St. Louis. You lose two or three to Minnesota. You get swept by Houston. So, yeah, you're only looking at five wins in the month of May so far, and it's the 18th. So that's not good at all. And if you even want to go back into late April, um, it gets even worse because the last weekend of April we got swept by Miami.
0: Can I just say, I feel like the Cubs are the team that, teams who are struggling want to play right now. They fixed the Cardinals. They fixed the Marlins. They fixed the Twins. Like, remember a week or so ago when we were talking and it was like your birthday and whatever, and Michael Cotton was like, the Twins offense is terrible. And then the Twins just yeah, unloaded. They yeah. all up the runs. Like, the Astros have been struggling. Here we go. Alex Bregman just hitting tanks. Jose Abreu getting in on it. I'm like, you know what? The Cubs are the team you want to play right now, if you are struggling and and that's good news for our friends in Philadelphia, because they are struggling at the moment. I'm sure they're excited to see the Cubs coming to town for three games.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, they scored 29 runs, the twins against us 20. (laughs) That's a lot of runs. I mean, we only scored, we only scored 10. So yeah, that's a lot more than (laughs) 10, 29. Yeah. It's, um, it's not been good. It's been a really awful road trip. It doesn't look to get any easier because we have, like you said, Philly, and I, I know you're going to preview that in a bit, but they they were in the World Series last year along with the Astros we just faced, so I don't have a real good feeling about it. And then it doesn't get easier from that there because uh, you got the Mets coming into town. And even though they've struggled and played pretty mediocre uh, baseball, like you say, we're the team that everybody – we're like, we're like the rebound girl. Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> we're like, we're going to get you womp back womp. out there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're going to, we're going to get you back out there. We're going to date for a couple months. It'll be hot and heavy for a little bit. But then after about six months at the petting zoo, we'll break up. <laughs> you know, like we are that we're, we're going to get you right. We're going to get your team, right. Send you back out there to find your true love, which is winning. <laughs>
0: God, it's so true. I mean, I wrote a piece last week over at Bleed Cubby Blue uh, about the Cubs at the five hundred or at the quarter mark, and it was before the twin series. So some of these numbers looked a lot better. But the the long and short of it, as far as I can tell, is that the Cubs look like a slightly below five hundred team. The only metric that you can look at to say that the Cubs are better than a 500 team was their Pythag. Which, by the way, they are still underperforming their Pythag. They still have a positive run differential for now. I mean, give it time, people. It's it's, it's going away. A little bit here, a little bit there. Every series, the Twins did some damage to it. I think the baseline for this team is slightly below 500. I mean, even with Christopher Morel hitting the upper end of what Christopher morell can do, Nico was doing that prior to hitting the IL. I mean, hopefully he'll be back soon. He really does seem to get this offense going a bit at the top of the order. I'd much rather see him there there than either Morrell or Nick Madrigal. Uh, Patrick Wisdom really seems to have cooled off after that, you know, one of his, like, home run tears that he was on for the start of the season. I'm sure he'll have another one of those at some point in time, maybe two even, and he'll hit, like, 30, 35 bombs. But, like, he does seem to go in these waves of, like, really hot and really cold, I just don't, I mean, do we have any faith that Kyle Hendricks is going to be a guy when he comes back in the next week?
1: No, or, or Hoyer, you know, when, if, when he comes and he's not going to save the bullpen. I mean, it might be a good strong piece to add to it and you have to subtract something at that point. So I'm curious to see which, pitchers will be on the bubble for both of those players. Um, because the guys that you're paying the most are the ones that you got to get rid of. Like, <laughs> <it's>
0: the problem. <laughs> that's, that's just, that's just math. That's just Jed Hoyer math. Jed yeah. Hoyer, not to be confused with Cody Hoyer.
1: Yeah. No, the Cody Hoyer math is hopefully pretty good, which is that he's throwing near hundred miles an hour and getting guys out at that back end of the bullpen. Um, yeah, it's and by the way, the Pythag is opposite of what it actually is because it's twenty four. Cubs should be twenty four and nineteen according to famed yeah, well, baseball statistician Pythagoras.
0: Famed Watch. baseball statistician Bill James, who invented Pythag, which is like whatever. didn't he get
1: canceled though? Like didn't he come out? In Bill James has 20s? been canceled
0: like forty seven times. Uh, every time I turn around, Bill James is canceled. But he did do some nice
1: baseball statistical work. Yeah, well, they're wrong about this. Um, Yeah, the Pythag, it it doesn't matter. And I think I brought this up on the last show, that the more I think about it, the less I think it matters because we're in a world of position players pitching and giving up games in the middle of the game. And, you know, there's different strategies being employed right now that allow other teams to run up the score sometimes that makes certain games that blow your Pythag out, that blow it out of the water. You know, you, I'd rather, who cares if you lose 50 to two, who cares? It's embarrassing, but who cares? Really? I want to win three to two and lose 50 to two. I don't want to win 50 to two. I you just know? want the Cubs to win, Danny. Like I want to yeah, I feel comfortable
0: <laughs> when the Cubs have a six to three lead going into the eighth inning. Like how, you know, we, we have a lot of, other things to talk about other than the things from this Astro series. So each get like, we're going to take one more like downer lap on the Astros series. And we're going to take a quick break. We'll preview the Phillies, but like, I just, I do not feel confident that David Ross is going to push the right buttons with the bullpen talent that he has, nor do I feel confident that anybody in the bullpen is going to perform up to their best ability right now. And I, I don't know if part of that is that they don't know, what their role is and what they're supposed to do and so everybody out there is kind of like just yoloing it and trying to like make stuff happen and then they mess up or if they're just not prepared like the thing that i saw from the astros and twins they looked prepared for cubs pitchers they had a game plan to make good contact against the chicago cubs and the types of pitches that they were going to be throwing and I just have not really seen anything like a game plan at all from the Cubs in a long time.
1: Yeah. And the other thing that kind of cracks me up is when a guy will give up a hit, like last night, the game winning hit um, a lot of people. Well, that wasn't because was poor. Brandon Hughes is going to take the L on last night, even though it was really Keegan and um, uh, lighter that gave up the game Brandon Hughes just came into a real tough situation and couldn't get it done either. But um, the game was already on the line when he took them out, it wasn't ideal, but it was funny when people are just like, yeah, but uh, that was a really good pitch that he, he had. The guy just got, you know, he just hit it well. And that's what it is. I'm like, well, it obviously wasn't a good pitch because he just hit it over the wall. And now the game's over and we lost again. So it's, it's one of those things that I feel like we, we, the, Whatever binders full of information that they're going through, and that that they're like Cubsotron, bullpenotron, five thousand that's spinning out the matchups that they're supposed to employ, and then how this game is supposed to be managed and run. What and then when they go into the run loss uh, or the the run prevention department, and the and the and David Ross meets with the the eggheads and they go through all the data. It's obvious that it's just not working out so either your data's wrong or you or or david ross does or this could be an and david ross just doesn't have a feel for this sort of thing he's not a manager he was a catcher and now he's been a manager for a few years and a lot of people are calling for his head i do not blame david ross for that loss last night i don't those guys have to got to succeed in that moment what is the difference between getting a guy out in the ninth inning as getting a guy on the sixth inning? I don't know. It doesn't shouldn't matter. An out is an out is an out. An at-bat is an at-bat is an at-bat. But these guys get into their own heads, and there's something psychological to it. That's fine. Do I completely understand it? No. It's hard to get the last out of a game. It's hard to close. You have to close the game. But I don't blame... I blame Keegan, Keegan Thompson for not being able to get any outs in the game. You know, I why not? You know what? What are you doing wrong? Like, it, it, even you're leaving meatballs. Like, what is the issue? Your velocity's down. Did, you know what? What was the issue with um, uh, it was Neski, who just got sent down. You can't get lefties out. Well, he, his
0: command has also been real hit or miss. I mean, if you look at his walk rate, he's got some problems there.
1: Yeah, way up. And so they're messing with everybody. And, like, so whatever, like, things they're doing to these guys in this pitch lab that was highly touted, it's it's broken. you got to fix the pitch lab. You know, the Dodgers managed to bring up great pitchers all the time that you never heard of. We get, we get it for a little bit. I, I just don't know what's going on right now. Is it Hadevi? I mean, everybody's looking around and trying to point some fingers, and I think it might be a lot of different things. You said this; sometimes it's the lineup, sometimes it's the that which is on Ross, or maybe it's not. Maybe it's on the run prevention department. Maybe it's on the <laughs> Hoyer. Maybe it's on the fact that they're trying to get some value out of Nick Madrigal to trade him. Maybe you know, like I'm not exactly sure. I'm just looking at this mess of a baseball team, and I'm and I think it's got every single Cup fan. Choosing a different scapegoat every single day. And this ain't fun. Like, and as you, and also as you said, as we, everybody's narrative is that Cubs got off to a great start. They were 500 and they blew a bunch of saves. That's exactly right. And I think that,
0: like, everybody was so relieved to be 500. And this narrative has taken hold. And I understand where it comes from that, like, hey, the Cubs, if, as long as the Cubs are like, 500, they'll be in the mix because the NL Central is weak and blah, 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 blah. And I guess, and also we should want more. (laughs) We should expect more. We should demand more. As a fan base of one of the like five crown jewel franchises in MLB, we should never have to settle for a 500 team. And I just cannot with Jed Hoyer or David Ross. We we are going to take a quick break. For our sponsors, on the flip side, we're going to talk about three games in Philadelphia, whether the Cubs can write the Phillies offense. They've been struggling a bit lately. We'll look at who's hot and who's not, and we'll talk about some stuff that is coming up in the next week. But first, a quick break. All right, Danny, the Cubs are headed to Philadelphia. We'll get to see some old friends, Kyle Schwarber, uh, Nick Castellanos, what could have been the the team that finally pulled everybody together that I wanted Bryce Harper, Nick Castellanos, and Kyle Schwarber is is playing in Philadelphia, not in Chicago. Uh, That is a fun team, even though they are struggling a bit at the moment. The probable pitchers for these matchups appear to be Marcus Stroman versus Ranger Suarez, who is just coming back from the injured list. Uh, Jamison Tyon, who has really struggled, man, against Aaron Nola, who eh, struggled a little bit, too. And then Justin Steele uh, against TBD at the moment. The Roto-Wire probable pitcher grid says that should be Zach Wheeler. I don't know that that's 100% correct, but that's what they're projecting over there. What do you see from these matchups?
1: Well, th- Philadelphia has really underperformed. I don't know if it's a World Series hangover that they're going through. Um, yeah, that. They- they stole all the pitchers from the Mets apparently from like the old Mets. And that's who they, they want to be now. Um, they're, they're under 500. Speaking of a team that they spent all the money in the world. I mean, they've got the fourth highest payroll in the major leagues and they're under 500. You know, the other teams that are under five that have higher payrolls, the Padres, the Yankees and the Mets, um, with higher payrolls, and also, um, none of them leading their division. Mets two games under, uh, Yankees in. Well, they're five over, but they're still in fourth place because of the East. So, I mean, but looking at the Phillies, it they just seem perfectly primed to face the uh, the rebound girl Cubs and uh,
0: right their season. Yeah, right. I mean, I'm sure the Phillies are going to go on a tear, a of the Cardinals, as soon as they face off against this Cubs team. I. Hope I am wrong about that, but let's just jump down to who's hot and cold on the Phillies right now. Uh, JT Real Muto, the catcher for the Phillies, who's an exceptional catcher, has a WRC plus of 183 over the last two weeks. Again, to make this list, you have to have at least 20 plate appearances, which I point out because I um blasted some Cubs highlights from this list earlier on Twitter and got immediately some like, but what about Master Boney and Tucker Barnhart? And well, neither of those dudes has 20 plate appearances and I don't believe until they do. Uh, so you gotta, you gotta at least show up a little bit here. Uh, Bryce Harper, who frankly, can we talk about the fact that Bryce Harper was like had Tommy John surgery, was told that he would not play until like July was like, yeah, I'm going to come back faster than that. And somehow did. Like, who does that? How- you can't will your body to heal faster. That's kind of incredible. Um, but he did. And he is DHing for the Phillies. And he has a WRC plus of 126. And then Alec Boehm has a WRC plus of 110 right at the cut line. And-, and that's it. Those are the only hot bats for the Phillies at this moment in time. Uh, the guys who are struggling, our friend Kyle Schwarber, he's hitting some bombs, but he's not doing much else, uh, has a WRC plus of 70 over the last... Two weeks. Bryson Stott is at fifty eight. Brandon Marsh is at fifty four. And Bizarro Sosa, Edmundo Sosa, who the Cardinals traded to the Phillies uh, uh, last year at the trade deadline, has a WRC plus of four and is playing a lot, which is kind of (laughs) wild.
1: Yeah, Schwarber with a batting one seventy five, but he's still slugging it. Ten home runs on the season. Um, When he's allowed to be that guy, he he just he's just a two. He's a three true outcome guy because he is walking got 27 walks on the year um as well which uh, is leading the phillies but they've got some scary bats let's face it i mean it, this has got to be a world series hangover situation um they must be overjoyed that the mets are not running away with the with the money they spent on their team um we swept them last year
0: <laughs> <laughs> i'm loving these silver silver lightings, danny <laughs> A year ago, with totally different guys, the Cubs won this series.
1: Yeah, I mean, so there's there's uh, some hope, but they they don't. Uh, I mean, their their bullpen. Uh, I'm looking at it right now. It has not been successful. Uh, 4.19 ERA. That's uh, bottom third of the league right now. So I don't know. I we haven't seen them yet this year. So I haven't seen a single Phillies game. But they're obviously not doing well. I'm they've got a scary lineup. i I think we have our work cut out for for us. It's hard, hard to play in Philadelphia as well because those fans are probably the worst in baseball. like you know the whoever's playing outfield out there better have some thick skin because you're gonna hear some things. and um it's a band box. so I'm hoping that Say Suzuki is able to continue his power streak. I hope that Christopher Morell all he does is strike out and hit home runs. Speaking of Kyle Schwarber and um bad plays in left field. <laughs> but um yeah, I mean we gotta get one of these, right? We gotta get at least one of these games. We got Stro going in this series. Um
0: do we though? Do the Cubs have to get one of these? Couldn't they just be like, yeah, well, we tried. <laughs>
1: It's also it's it was all, a bad we're, road we're, trip. We're getting Nico back. Nico's gonna come back. Uh Belly is gonna he hurt himself in this uh series this last series. I think he's a little day-to-day. Hopefully he'll be out there, get to full strength and uh sweep the Phillies.
0: <laughs> from from your lips to God's ear. Uh we'll see what happens. There, Danny, the Cubs are going to counter with some hot and cold bats of their own. Christopher Morrell, as I mentioned before, uh, he has a WRC plus of 233 over the last two weeks. And give me one second here, because I actually want to dive in a little bit on his slash line. Christopher Morrell is just absolutely raking for the Chicago Cubs at the moment. He's slashing 371, 389, 857. That is his slugging, not his OPS. WRC plus of 233 has five home runs in 36 plate appearances in the last two weeks. Just an absolute monster at the plate. And then Seiya Suzuki finally, finally doing the things that we thought Seiya Suzuki uh, would do this season, slashing 302, 392, 674 with a WRC plus of 181, four home runs in in the last two weeks. And that is over just over 51 plate appearances. So I am here for the resurgence of Seiya Suzuki. They're joined by Ian Happ, who's got a WRC plus of 139. Patrick Wisdom, who's got a WRC plus of 121. Although admittedly that Wisdom WRC plus is happening in some pretty selective playing time situations. It seems like they're playing some matchups there and really making sure that he gets to max out in certain situations. That's really it, Danny. Those those are the guys who are making things happen for the Cubs at the moment. I mean, I I guess we could give a shout out to Tucker Barnhart and Miles Mastroboni, but frankly, I wish neither of them were here.
1: I mean, Miles Mastroboni, three walks last night. Maybe that's what he's good at. I, the The question is, the question is like, how many of these dudes you need? He's like, it, it reminds me of um, uh, who's the guy? Uh, he's got a funny name. He's also a middle infielder. He's what one of he's he's at AAA right now. I forget his name. Anyway, we we had the McKinstry. We have Madrigal. We've got all these second basemen. But then you're trying to find playing time for Christopher Morrell, and you stick him in center field where it's not that good. I mean, he doesn't – it's tough to know what's going on with this lineup construction. It's like I'm not (laughs) sure what they're trying to do. They're like – they don't want Christopher Morel to strike out ever, but they do want all those home runs. So they have a bunch of, they have an entire team full of Nico Horner and then Nico Horner light. All these little contact guys that are supposed to get on base, but then nobody to hit him in except for Patrick wisdom. And now Christopher Morell. but then they complain about your Christopher Morrell's and they don't play wisdom because they just want a bunch of slap hitters who don't, who have got to scratch out every run. And then instead of letting somebody like Christopher Morel just tie the game with one swing. So I'm just really what it, the the panic it seems like they're panicking in the middle of the the stream here because even the, to not break with Morell and then with nothing changing he's still in the minor league striking out nothing changed yet they're like we need him up here he's raking I'm like well he was raking in spring training he was raking last year you know he was always a strikeout guy and so I don't know I just don't know how they're putting it together like what's th- what is the philosophy of the lineup? Like, I don't mind it if it has um, diversity to it, offensive diversity. But it seems like we're either going one way or the other way, and there's like no in between. And we're getting the hits in all the wrong order. And, you know, the, the one day that M- Morell gets a bunch of singles is when he's like batting fifth, but you bat him first and he hits all the home runs. Like, it's like, what are you doing? Like, I doing mean, it wrong. Hit- Hits in the wrong order. eh, It's a goofy thing to say.
0: If it's all the same guys who are getting hits and they're like in problematic spots because say, for example, you have decided that Eric Hosmer needs to hit ahead of Matt Mervis and Christopher Morel, that's a problem. But if it's just like, Morrell got his home run when there was only one guy on and not with the bases loaded. I'm less worried about the latter than I am about the former, right? Like the latter will work itself out over the course of a season. It's just luck, in my opinion. The former is problematic. I do feel like credit where it's due, Ross and the front office have basically stopped putting Eric Hosmer in the lineup pretty much at all. Thank you, God. Uh, And now we just need them to realize that Christopher Morrell should have the Madrigal spot when Nico Horner comes back and then Nico Horner slots in and you just kind of, you know, whatever, whatever value you can get for Nick Madrigal, go get it now. Cause that, that experiment needs to end. Um, my bigger problem with the way that this team is performing at the moment is that it seems like it's a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. Like I think there's a problem with how the roster is constructed. I think there's a problem with how the roster is managed. I think there's a problem with how the bullpen in particular is constructed and the starting rotation to some extent, it's, it's way too contact heavy of a starting rotation, which is why you can get like a team that scouts you really well can score a bazillion runs against your pitchers because they can just make contact. And if that contact is loud and they've got a good game plan, then all of a sudden, like your stellar defense, isn't getting to those balls. Those balls are all hits and you give up 29 runs to the Minnesota twins. Um, But in the bullpen sense of things, like I don't believe they have a functional bullpen at the moment. I cannot envision a three-game series, let alone like a week where they have six or seven games, where they're going to pull out a majority of wins with the bullpen as currently constructed, and they don't have guys who are going to give you nine innings. Part of the, you know, Kvetching on Cubs Twitter last night was that the Um. Oh, Smiley's only at 84 pitches. Why did you pull him? Well, because Smiley has been hurt every year since 2016. And you're trying to keep him right around 85 pitches, because if he stays around 85 pitches, maybe he won't get hurt. And then you don't have to pull in somebody pull like pull up a Javier Assad and put him in the rotation or a Hayden Wisniewski and put him in the rotation for the six weeks that Drew Smiley is going to be out, right? Like they're trying to prevent Drew Smiley From hitting the injured list. And the way to do that is to keep him around that 85 pitch mark uh, rather than to let him throw any deeper into games. But that means you got to fill four innings. (laughs) You need four guys who can come in and shove. And right now you have (laughs) Alzalai.
1: Yeah. Or you could do what I thought they were going to do at the beginning of the year, which is uh, take somebody like um, Assad. And piggyback them in that way. Keep somebody like Keegan a little bit more stressed out, uh, stretched out, and use him properly, where you'll get the six innings of Smiley. You bring in Keegan and say, okay, the ball's yours for the rest of this game. Like they used to do that last year. And and Alzalai is another one that was capable of that kind of performance. You're talking about one, maybe two times through the order. You figure you could get that out of most of your, uh, And then how much more valuable when you have a multi-inning reliever coming out, knowing that they're going to be pitching multiple innings, just knowing that that is their gig, how much more valuable is that pitcher who can get you now? He might not be available the next day, but how much more valuable is that? Because instead of using three guys and blowing three arms, you're using one. And then so you can play it both ways. But they're not even using the guys that they have that could be that guy in that way, except for Tyone, which they were after the injury. They were like, "Yeah, you're only doing three innings," and then it just and Tyone seeming like maybe it wasn't the best decision to give that guy four years either. By the way, <laughs> but <laughs>
0: that's, that's a, a whole that's, that is a yeah, whole other issue. Yeah, that's
1: that's that's a, that's a different show. Maybe when he pitches again, we'll have an impetus to speak on this, but uh, we don't have to go into that at the end of this show. It doesn't make a lot of sense. God. Yeah. I'm let's, right let's before. wrap,
0: let's wrap this one up. Uh, Danny, what do you have going on in the next week? Where can people find you? Where can they find us? Where can they watch some of these absolutely atrocious games with Cubs fans and ranters who also want to rant?
1: <laughs> well, maybe the future won't be as bad, but um, I'll say, I'll say this much. I will be tomorrow night in the sun Ranto discord. It is a Patreon perk for our patrons uh, of the sun Ranto show, Patreon.com/sunranto. If you want to be a part of it. And um, basically uh, we're going to hang out, and watch the game uh, at six o'clock tomorrow night. And I will point out the last time the Cubs won a game. We also had a hangout in the discord. So maybe we can write uh, the ship here for the team. Uh, and then Sunday night will be the Sun Ranto show at 8 p.m. on everywhere you can find my stuff on all the social media situations.
0: So hopefully the Discord starts a new winning streak. But if it doesn't, you can join the Ranters to rant about it on Sunday
1: <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So if, yeah, if if it doesn't go well, at least you can hang out and misery loves company.
0: Exactly. Uh, it's always a fun time hanging out with the Ranters and the Discord. I join sporadically, not all the time, but when I can. Uh, you can find me, you can find my writing um, at my Twitter account, at BCB underscore Sarah. I have a piece I am working on about the NL Central at the quarter mark and what to expect in this division, which has been a little bit wild. That um, should be out hopefully by the end of this week. You can find the show at at Cup of Cubby Blue. You can find Bleacher Bunch Network and all of our shows wherever you get your podcast by searching for Bleacher Bunch Network and the Fans First Sports Network. Uh, if you like the show, leave us a five-star review. Leave us a rating so other people can find the show. Share it with your friends so they can rant and be sad about the Cubs losing. I don't know, man. I, I can't even keep track. They've lost like five of the last six series. It's got to turn around at some point. This can't go on forever. Till next time.